0: Hi, my name's Sean Shaler, that guy down there is my friend Chris Ford, aka The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter Semi-Fame, or Fame, I don't remember what our threshold was, your call really, and we are glad to be back in 2021, I, I, think, I think, it not that I think it's 2021, I think that we're glad to be back, I'm 50-50 on that one as well, but we're glad to be back here, regardless, with our first episode of 2021. Chris, how have you been so far? since christmas it's been a long time since we've talked i feel like it has been, a long it's long. It's been like three, three weeks. weeks yeah and then well, and also i'm not the quickest on responding to stuff either life is busy <laughs> i operate Thing under is, the presumption that not everyone gets to spend every waking minute with gmail <laughs> pulled up at work like i do i mean
1: i would like to make that excuse but sometimes my excuse is that i try to think of something and then Something else happens, I get distracted. Um, maybe that's an excuse. Maybe it's just like I just didn't get <laughs> to it. Good thing is I'm consistent. Like I'm worse with my siblings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I, I don't text back quickly on, on things. I um, would never tell my siblings this, but there's one sibling that I text back immediately all the time. Like it's a constant stream and the other ones I just kind of ignore for the most part, but they don't listen to this. So that's going to be fine. Um, and I will also say that you are in the majority most people operate more like you do and less like I do. I literally have Gmail pulled up all day and I talk to my wife all day. She also doesn't respond that much. That makes me feel any better. <laughs> but I have a record of it if I type it down. But it, it's been at least three weeks. Yep. No, it's been good. Uh, really, I've just been moving. Uh, Christmas
1: wasn't a big deal. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't get anything for Christmas. So I you know, always... I, I buy myself a lot of stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, so now I'm good on I'm good on Christmas. Um, just been uh, moving to the new house. Been doing a lot of shelving action figures and statues and, and stuff. So you can see this is the first episode in the new... Yeah, it has been a while. It was, yeah, it must have been three weeks. Because I've been living three. here for
0: almost three weeks at least yeah was uh in you what am i trying to say i had a question and it was right on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone oh what did you get yourself for christmas because i know you don't have christmas presents but there's usually like a thing i feel like maybe i'm wrong i mean i've gotten myself a lot of stuff in the past
1: month. Which is why it's difficult to shelve everything because everything used to have its place, but now I have like a whole new shelf worth of things. Like this I have a box full of stuff that's new. Like this Aquaman action figure. A statue over there. A bunch of stuff. Like just a lot of action figures. I wanna buy oh, I've been buying I've been buying a lot of action figures lately. Like brand new action figures. Usually I buy used action figures. That I bought this. That was pretty cool. Actually, I bought this some time ago. This isn't That's the thing sick. I'm thinking of. All right, this is from the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out. It's awesome. This is uh,
0: Shredder and mm, Raish think, Al Ghoul. I think we did a review on that movie, if I remember right. Somewhere down there. Yeah, we talked about it before. And then,
1: uh, and then I believe it was Rudy that put me on to these NECA toys so i bought this it was 50 like 50 dollars at walmart oh
0: that's sick i usually don't
1: oh no it's it's great like this shredder action figure looks amazing (laughs) and then i want all the other turtles although it'll probably be like 130 if i actually went to buy them like off of ebay or something outrageous but maybe that cost per turtle is more than i'm usually willing to spend
0: for a single action figure (laughs) for a turtle you just say for a turtle for a plastic turtle no it's probably not plastic it it, we don't we don't interact with rudy quite as as frequently as some of our other listeners but every time we interact with him i realize that his range of interests is wider (laughs) maybe than ours potentially he seems like he is into everything and knows things (laughs) about everything and i really dig that thanks rudy for putting chris up to more stuff or no thing. And now I'm like, oh, I want to collect
1: them. Oh, and, and yeah, before. That's the thing about collecting. Like, you think, all right, I'm done for now. And then something else pops up. And you're like, all right, I want it.
0: You're never done. You're never yeah, done. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I feel bad because, I mean, I don't feel bad. I try to be grateful. But I had like an oddly good Christmas from a childish gift perspective. Um, so like November, mid-November, my mom came down with coronavirus and kids that stuff is serious. Uh-oh. So, uh, do, and she got pneumonia at the same time. Like it was a bad deal. Um, but, Holy crap. but she, so she tells me at least that she got really good at bargain shopping when she was in bed. Cause it kept her mind D- did she, busy. Did she, did she tell you this like weeks after she had it? I feel like that's a... no no she oh, okay. uh we had intended well, to can. do some kind of something on thanksgiving like the weather was nice we hadn't really decided okay. we have our family's on a farm we have a shed garage we're we're thinking about things to do for thanksgiving um and so but she was like around my birthday she's like hey if you don't get your birthday card it's because your father doesn't send it because i have coronavirus and i'm not leaving the bed and he'll forget your birthday and it's like that's fair Um, but she, she like must've got really into bargain shopping online. So from a childish perspective, I got some great presents and then my mother-in-law gave me ring fit adventure, which I can't decide if that's a passive aggressive comment or not. I have put on a little weight this year during the pandemic. Uh, so it's weird to like, Hey, it's 2020, but I had a great Christmas and I got lots of stuff, but I did try to stay grateful. I mean, I also,
1: I I mean, I've had a, a great you know, twenty twenty. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not lie. Like uh, a, in the personal level. <laughs> yeah, personal. level. Uh, you know, I'm concerned about the whole world and everything. Try to do my best to, to uh, stop the the spread of coronavirus. Um, but personally, my twenty twenty was like one of my best years. <laughs> I got a got a new job because I did not like the job I was at before. It was a dead end job working for a. Person who nothing against him. But I did not like working under him because I don't consider him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we both apply for that the, the person, person I know I or
0: the it. person I don't know.
1: I know you know him. That's Derek. It's okay. Uh, Derek's a fine person. Oh, so I um, got it. that's right. I forgot. I knew I both. Didn't, of them. I forgot. I knew yeah, both just, of them actually.
0: Um,
1: and then uh, so I was really like, just really want a new job. Got a new job. It's great. Pays me way more money than well, I wait. pays me more money than my last job. Um, probably more benefits and stuff. Had a baby. Bought a second house. Sold
0: my first house. Um, pretty quickly. It did make it yeah. sound like you were just keeping it, like you bought a second house, <laughs> <Yeah>. just luxuriously. <laughs> I bought a summer home by the lake, and then we'll keep yeah. our other home in town. My house is, by, the way, uh, is I, by a lake. It's perfect. I can't wait till the spring to
1: ride around the lake. That'd be fun. Ride my bike around the lake, not like ride.
0: Uh, oh, ride no. My... It, I actually have a a surprisingly large inflatable raft if you need It's like five person and you just not motor, no motor or anything, just you and a couple oars and a case of whatever food and beverage you want to bring in there. But it's like five people and it's pretty comfy. Uh, pretty comfy. That sounds dangerous to me. It's a lake. What's the worst that
1: could happen? Like, all right, kids, let's all get on this lake. I don't have child-sized
0: life vests. So you're gonna want to teach those younguns to swim before you get them on there. That's for sure. I don't have yeah. little people life vests. Uh, yes, yeah, so I parallel twenty twenty ends, like I upgraded jobs, and then uh, like I got to dedicate a room of my house to my nerd hobby and stuff. So oddly great twenty twenty. Uh, but you can balance those things, like being aware of life's issues yeah. and trying to contribute in a positive manner, and then not try to pretend that good stuff happened to us. It's a weird balance, but it can be hit. Um, yeah. I hope you all had a great 2020. If not, I hope your 2021 is better. Yeah, if your 2020 was great. I hope your 2021 is still better. Always better, regardless. Thanks yeah. for and thanks for letting us have uh, the. I mean not that anybody could stop us but nobody like gave us grief for taking a week off and essentially having a really short episode the other week which actually had a pretty good number of views i was kind of was kind of pleased with that that's kind of fun um oh i forgot to mention on it there was one
1: wish that i didn't put on that right after i recorded i wish i had put it on it was an announcement for like an open world avatar game that would be
0: really really cool i thought that was on the um let me think about this it was a fan-made game that is expected to be done, but it for being a fan-made game, it is essentially a very large open-world game, and it was built in that almost, PlayStation Four dev good. environment. Yeah, it's almost too good that I think they might come after him. That tends to happen, unfortunately. Um, I definitely could see Viacom doing that. That is not above or what, that's not beneath them. Excuse me. Yeah. To do that, uh, I I've ne- I don't have a PS Four. I've never tried it. Have you? no i know you could just try i haven't i don't try th- you can just try random things um i don't know enough about the ps4 but there is like some kind of environment or software in there where people can develop games and that person's game is built in whatever that is so i was under the presumption that it was just like a free indie title developed in whatever that service or uh, software was i don't think he's done yeah i don't either um but yeah. that's you know, an open-world Avatar game would be excellent. We might have to settle for an open-world Harry Potter game. Uh, my I wife... like a, an official <laughs> Avatar game. Not nothing PS... against that guy. No, no, he's doing, uh, he's doing great work until it gets <laughs> caught. No, it, it looks great. If I had a PS4, it looks good enough that was, I would actively I would actively try to find it. It looks like my kind of game. Um, I'm really excited. My wife's so excited about the Harry Potter game that she might want another console like of her own accord i did not have any part in this she just like how it looks i don't remember what it's called hogwarts is that only for the ps5 legacy it's a few things like it might even be ps4 or was slated for um, ps4 the, and ps5 just tell her it's just the ps5 it's only ps5 try,
1: yeah, i don't even try and know to get her
0: to get a ps5 i don't know which i'd get would you go ps5 or have you gone i haven't even What'd no, get I don't plan on
1: getting a PS5 until I actually need to, which isn't for like another year or two probably. They've been doing backwards compatible stuff or They did it for uh, the Spider Man Miles Morales game. They're gonna do it for a couple other things. So, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that excited for the PS5. <laughs> the graphics look marginally better than <laughs> than PS4 graphics. Like there's there wasn't a big jump in improvement enough
0: to warrant me being really excited for the next gen consoles. It's not, I'm always excited for new video games, but there's nothing, there's nothing and there. It's always this way at launch. There's never enough there around launch to entice me. It's usually a little bit in before I say, oh, I would probably get a PS4 over a, over an Xbox one because of the dragon quest games or whatever. Like it's usually a year or two before I even know what I would. Uh, oh, I'm want. not going
1: back to Spots ever. I don't think. Um, I did not ever an Xbox. And it was a good system. But I didn't play any first-party games, <laughs> and uh, I was kind of missing out on some PlayStation Two stuff, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three stuff, and uh, and so and I, I don't care for any of the Xbox exclusives like they're not, I don't know, they don't speak to me at all, unless there is word some rumors that um was it oh Microsoft wanted to buy. I think WB Montreal which is the game developers for yeah. all the WB games.
0: And that would be that would Batman. be really big cuz doesn't DC WB stuff. do So not for us specifically but in general that would be huge because of the Lego games. Those are all WB, right? I think so. So that would be just a huge move in general. Um I I'm I'm still obsessed with my Switch. I think I have a problem. I think I own 70 switch games give or take 70 something like that seven zero yeah i think there's there's more than 60 <laughs> there's more than 60 on those shelves because i can count 20 I have, on a show i have five i i, have, I think i got my switch after you what's that i meant before you i think i got the switch before you i think we were very close i was probably yeah, I so. uh three ish years ago from right now Hmm, maybe I wasn't that it's was pretty close maybe. to us, wasn't it?
1: Uh,
0: maybe you got it before I did. It could have been oh, wow. I did I got it used uh and when I got it it came with like two or three games uh, but basically ever like I loved it right away. so every holiday or excuse since I have asked for specific games for the most part, wife comes through because guess what she also likes the switch. <laughs> a uh, way weirder selection of games than I do because she doesn't like Digimon or Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, but <laughs> she does like the Switch. By the way, Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh games on the Switch, two of my favorite games. Um, not on the Switch, two of my largest time-wasting games ever. Love them both. Fun fact about Sean. Uh, I don't know if you want to, like, kick off with any weird... <laughs> kick off with any, like... 2021 new year's resolutions or stuff that's not really my thing but i figured if you had something in mind we could talk otherwise we can just jump in the episode you're um, really i don't know how you want to start the new year yeah i never do new year's resolutions honestly i'm just, I'm just like all right if
1: you want to do something to start it <laughs> and, and do it now um nothing against people who set goals and stuff for themselves
0: but no if you i mean goals that's the way like you're visualizing what you're trying to do i think that's always helpful I don't really set New Year's resolutions, but I will admit that I have played a fair amount of Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> I took the hint. I, I gotta get started on, on that. I'm not getting yeah. any working out for a while. Although I,
1: I have a nice gym area in my new my new man cave that's a uh, that I, I feel like I'm gonna use just because it's it's like perfectly put in here. It's like indoor gym, like everything's there that you would need to get in shape.
0: You already have a treadmill, right? Yeah. Um, Cost me pounds on that treadmill. (laughs) So we moved everything in this room over just so I could have like six feet of space over here to play Ring Fit Adventure while still watching TV. I will say that game is like, it's better music away from being like an almost passable actual game more than just a gimmick, which is high praise for a gimmick. Yes, Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, it's It's better music away their music is just such like generic repetitive garbage uh that it actually bugs the hell out of me i turn it down and i turn up tv but if like can you imagine if it had actual i wouldn't say licensed songs but like a real dedicated soundtrack instead of just repetitive nonsense yeah sure. i don't
1: I don't know how much time i spend with it i think they can use i would like to you know, develop the ring fit more because i think it has a great uh Has has great feedback, great pickup, Mm -hmm. like, and it it can measure that pressure between two things really well.
0: I think I think it it can
1: just have more applications, but I feel like they're just going to use it for (laughs) ring fit adventure. They're not going to use it for any games outside of that.
0: I do too, uh, which is a shame because I do actually like it. When I first saw it, I was like, "That's stupid! How can that?" But like, no, it has a really good progressive amount of resistance, and it seems to pick it up Mm -hmm. really well. Um, I generally enjoy ish as much as I can enjoy exercise. I just can't get over how much I hate the music for being a Nintendo product. Like you could slap repetitive Nintendo first party songs in there it, just with no rhythm or cadence that matches the gameplay or anything I know you know, still you, know care. you can play some games like that, right? I've played some of the rhythm games in there, but there's still just the music is still just like a very bland. Yeah. Nintendo, I they had, like, of a couple nintendo games
1: i mean a couple like actual nintendo maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking of something else
0: uh maybe i'm i could be missing something i I've,
1: i might be thinking of mario party
0: that sounds accurate i know mario party's <laughs> got like snippets of other video games in them like classic games and things <laughs> i don't know that's not that's not in my in my switch collection surprisingly <laughs>
1: Um, well, we're rambling on. We're eighteen too, minutes <laughs> too expensive.
0: Yeah, the we should yeah we should probably get on because this is an episode that <laughs> I have to put in a timestamp for this one. <laughs> this this is an episode that merits uh our full respect. So yeah, okay, let's jump into book one, Air, Legend of Korra, book one, Air, chapter twelve. This is the season one finale. It's called Endgame. So for like the quick recap, like the last week on Korra, we just heard Tarlok's story and uh, now, now what are they doing? They're about to essentially try to bust Amon at his own, at his own, I keep wanting to think of it as a conference, like they're business people, but they're not, what the hell would I call it? Rally. They're about to try to bust Amon at his own rally at the end of the previous episode. Hmm, sounds familiar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very when, this... timely.
1: <laughs> when uh when i was thinking about like this episode and how you're going inter- to introduce it i was thinking about just like interrupting and be like welcome to the season finale review of america and then just <laughs> but, <laughs> but it wasn't a good wasn't a good spot for me to do it so I didn't... i'm sorry
0: you gotta tell me beforehand i'll set you up somehow That's okay it had a similar similar vibe, though, except for uh, in, in the TV I mean, show, it was more businesslike. It was more polite. <laughs> more polite. Oh, you got a lot to keep from worrying about the downfall of your country. Hey, you know what? To be fair, since that day, which is, was that one day or two days ago? Just one full day? Wednesday. Was that Wednesday? So since yeah, that day, things have taken a, a dramatic uh, good Turn or dramatic uh, positive. uh, What am I? Yeah, I think so. I think it's fair to say that. Not that you're ignoring potential problems in the future, but things have turned since that day in a very good way. Anyway, rally. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, Korra's plan is to uh, expose Amon for the. Liar he is. That he is actually a waterbender and bloodbender, and that'll make all the people um, turn against him. So they go to his rally, and, uh, and of course, Amon is. I, I do like how when Korra um, uh, exposes him, like you see that facial expression of Amon. Now he's still not like fully worried when he hears his name. But there's a little little hint when he hears his name noah talk he doesn't hear his name noah talk all that much <laughs> like prop he hasn't heard his name Noah talk since he left um his his brother and, and mother
0: he, and father. He played it off pretty cool but they did a nice job of implying some surprise yeah. there you know what i noticed today what was I doing? I that. Uh,
1: this isn't this is this has to do with Avatar, if that makes any difference. <laughs> We're not going back to Christmas presents. No. Um, dang it, I don't. I deal with it. I saw it here. Oh, there it is. Okay. Because I got. Uh, I'm Legend of Korra pops. Naturally. Right. Um, so then, so here's the name Amon, right? Once you flip it over
0: it's noah what i couldn't even i didn't know what you're like you flipped it over and i was like now what are you talking I about love, Chris? i love that hey. A. <laughs> yeah so i mean this doesn't make any sense still but it's, it's no that's yeah. close enough to be fun close enough to be yeah <laughs> I, I just get, didn't get it at first
1: because <laughs> i was like wait noah But you know how your brain can even if the like, letter is upside down you you will still read it picks up the right things i was like holy crap no talk and i'm pretty sure that's not at all wouldn't it be what, cool uh, though if you they... like
0: use like a like 3d glasses and you looked at the side of it there and it was like a T O K at the end <laughs> i don't think i don't think you do the cereal box things like that anymore on packaging but man do i miss yeah. those days
1: um uh, anyway uh, Core fails, I suppose of him, because he then takes off his mask and he says that he was burned by firebenders. And then uh and then the pretty much like, all right, well, we can't do anything else, let's leave. And then it turns out and then mom's like, No, you will stay and watch the big show. He brings out the Airbending Kids, which apparently they didn't get away. Lynn's sacrifice um, was in vain. Still great sacrifice. Nothing takes away from that. She gave the max. Yeah. Uh and uh man, I feel like I'm missing a lot of stuff here. Wait. Hmm, maybe I you know, Not we'll So far,
0: it. no. I think he does he give her the opportunity to like come down and face face him or or the kids get Wait a minute.
1: Did when do they
0: it's been like two weeks oh, wait, since that's... I watched the episode. Forgive me. Uh, I say, I watched the
1: episode yesterday but for some reason. not. Uh... Where does the scene come when... No, she fights him there. That... Never mind. Never mind. I'm, I'm on track now. Okay. I was, I was trying to think about when Cora is like fighting these airships and stuff. But that was in a previous episode, mm-hmm. at least the one before that. One of those yep. episodes. Um, I'll say that was okay, So then uh, no. Amon's plan is to take away the bending of all the airbending kids and then there'll be one bending down, then there'll be no more airbenders, which I would kind of like them to, I kind of would have liked them to do a different plan, right? Just because it almost contradicts his calls because he was saying like, you know, bending has caused war upon wars and wars. It's like, yeah, i the last war wiped out the airbenders, which is what you're trying to do.
0: <laughs> you should at least like, save those guys for last or something. As yeah, he yeah save to... them for the last. As he and Pulte they're peaceful. Up on stage they... And he made the comment about, uh, you're about to witness the last airbender. And I did that thing, and like, oh, I said the name! <laughs> so excited. Uh-huh. I, I forget how he worded it exactly, but it was pretty close. Um Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the thing
1: is oftentimes in like movies and stuff, but the villains plan escalates greatly. And I don't know. not that that's a good thing. I just don't know where he will go from here. Right. You can't really be like, well, now I've I've made a machine that will equalize everyone. (laughs) Like that's, that's In, in a typical Hollywood blockbuster. That's what, that would,
0: that's what would happen. Um, He's like, Zico, he doesn't think these things through. Hashtag Iro. I, mean, I guess I'm fine with this, with his
1: plan here because one bidding will now be eliminated from the world.
0: It's the it's highest eliminated. stakes group of people that he kind of has to work with at this point. And it is
1: in, in the viewpoint of the audience. It's high stakes. It's very high stakes because those are, that's Tenzin and the Airbending kids. Like you, we've fallen in love with them to a certain extent. Um, Anyway, so uh, Corey and Mako attacks them.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Big the y'all. episode is really exciting, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: there's a lot of great animation in, in this episode. Uh, so Mako attacks and then they end up kind of running after each other and pretty much it's down to um, I don't know what happens. To- At one point, Korra's running, she's hiding underneath a, a table or something and Amon's in there and he senses her and he uh, is about to take her bending away. And then Mako intervenes and then he uh, knocks out Mako or he pushes him aside and then he finally gets Korra and takes her bending away. And that was a, a pretty huge moment, <laughs> I think, right? Cause as an audience person, You're like, all right, core, all right, Avatar, save. This is when you take over. This is when you take over. Save her, save her, save her. Something's going to happen. And nope, bending's taken away, which I think is uh, is a great storytelling because it increases the stakes even, even more. So it's like, nah, this stuff is real. Like, you're putting this character through something here.
0: I know it sounds dumb, but at this point, or at least when I guess I might be jumping ahead too far, but I had kind of forgotten that she didn't airbend, and so then when things turn, it was like a pleasant surprise. Like, oh yeah, that's right.
1: Mm.
0: I don't like yeah. they don't they don't make a huge deal of it throughout. I mean, I can't think of the last time where she's had like any exhibition of like I can't airbend. You know this? Like, it, they don't really make a huge deal of it to this point, do they? Uh, I mean, they they do, especially early on.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, probably in the previous. Four episodes they don't really mention the airbender part except for when um Tens when uh tarlock attacks or tarlock tells her she's a half-baked avatar that's which, right yeah
0: um yeah it uh it doesn't seem like it's but it's also a product of us watching these over the course of multiple months <laughs> yeah. too that sort of it did yeah. when, when it when it when the tides turn back the other way i was just kind of excited it's like oh yeah i forgot that's how that worked that's nice
1: yeah um. Uh. Oh, I guess we're not really to the. All right, we'll we'll keep, we'll pick up we'll drop that part for now and go back to um to Sato's prison. Um. So Sato has captured. What happened? Because they were attacking Oh yeah, I love this part. So they so Asami, Bolin, and and uh, General Ira the II was going to their base when they were when the airplanes were coming up and <laughs> so I'm was like, there's fence posts but no fence. That's weird. And they just walk into it and get zapped.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that but I it wasn't to meant to
1: be funny. but It worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Hiroshi captures them and ties them up and, uh, and, and this is it's really interesting. I don't want to talk too much about this because I want to really wait until we get to it in, in Season 4. But it's really interesting watching Hiroshi and Asami's uh, relationship be destroyed in, in this season and compare that to the end of the series and, and where their relationship is at there. The John, do you re- remember what happened at the end of Book 4?
0: Not at all, but I know from okay. our... I looked, I didn't want to spoil, but when we did our dad's episode, yeah. was, it, was it dad's? Yeah, I figured them, yeah yeah. Um, we, I at least had to look at like the top line to get some context. I know there's redemption um, and that he comes around, but I can't remember specifically what happens now. Okay, good. that's enough. Um,
1: yeah. And then Pabu and Naga come to help them, which Pabu and Naga are very helpful. Especially Pabu. i uh, may mention that compared to Momo, which Momo was helpful half the time, but Pabu, I feel mm. like is helpful all the time.
0: I'm going to give Momo like 40% on a good day. <laughs> yeah. Remember the episode where they're pretending to be earthbenders, they get caught and thrown in prison, and so <laughs> Momo's like behind the boulders, so when Aang uses the vent to airbend it up, and they're like, that... <laughs> That lemur is is earth bending. Yeah, Sokka's like no. I know. It's, it's the, it's the girl. girl, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> so one <of> my favorite <laughs> stupid. Like it's not clever, but it just it gets me every oh, time. Oh no, it's
1: it's great. Uh, so then, uh, so they attack back. Bolin is ripping up the place. Um, it's a really great. Character fight scene between Asami and her father, which I just I just love the the difference between this scene. Like they're both in a, a kind of a mech suit uh, and all these wires and stuff around them. And again, if you just uh, juxtapose that with the last scenes that they're in together, they're both in you know like a mech suit type of deal. It's a completely different situation. It looks just...
0: like the mech suit on the front of Bioshock. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a really good mech fight. Like, it's not, it doesn't fit in the choreography of previous fights that we've had because it's not really smooth and, and full of beautiful martial artistry. It moves mm-hmm. and is animated very, extremely well. Uh, and it's a great fight. And I love when, again, kind of when the tides turn is when Bo Lynn's just hurling, hurling boulders. At, at sato and yeah. he's like mr sato you're a bad father or something <laughs> just something very you're the worst and father sato, ever that's what it is uh but that turns the tides of the fight and lets asami get the get the jump on her father's neck um flings him across the room right but then he gets out and runs and yeah. that's when she delivers her really sad line of like you really are the worst dad yeah yeah. Oh great.
1: And Asami is such an underrated character, I think. I think she's gone through a lot of character development and a lot of great character stories. And it's really done in the background. And maybe that's why it's it's not as uh, I think appreciated as it should be. Um, I think this... in, in rewatches she her character really shines, especially compared to like Malcolm Bolin who are more so up front.
0: At this point I agree, but I think at least, within, you know, maybe by people it doesn't change by watchers, like us, but like by the end of the show, by the, you know, the, the last season of Cora, if I, from what I remember, it feels like she's getting her due in a good way or getting good oh, yeah spotlight yeah, yeah, yeah. attention. The character, by the watchers character herself. In general, yeah. The character herself is appreciated
1: mostly because by the end of the show, she's, you know, it awesome. was, it was, yeah, you know, she's in a relationship with Cora, which was groundbreaking. And, and so many people love that ship and they should. I love the ship. Um, but I feel like, even
0: still, her, her character arc itself isn't as well appreciated. The character is very well appreciated. Yeah. Um, I agree entirely, at least from what little I've watched now and what little I remember. <laughs> and this is, a—I mean, she's already had multiple episodes, but this one, this hit pretty hard. Yeah. Felt bad for um, her. As she was like, uh, whatever that weapon is called that she fired that like ties up his feet. And so I was kind of yeah, laughing like because boa? it's like... The idea of shooting one of those at your old man father from a mech suit. And so I was kinda of chuckling and then she delivered <laughs> yeah. her line. I was like, Oh, I shouldn't nah. laugh. I ruined it.
1: Um and uh, all, right, all right, so then General Iroh the second, I love his scenes and this this we did not the the one crime I which I don't like to sometimes I when fans are like I hate that so-and-so didn't do this. Like, it was a shame or it was a crime. I'll never forgive them for doing this. For for either omitting this character or whatever, whatever. I really do wish we saw more of General Iroh the second. Because his scene and taking down airplane after airplane after airplane just flying through the air. It's just some beautiful, absolutely beautiful animation. Like, he looks... He was so BA. We could definitely have used more General Iro the second. Maybe more in season two. Make him go up against President even more, not just take orders. Um, I don't know what exactly he would do in season three. I mean, it's around They're in Republic City a lot in season three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be in there. I, I just want more General Iroh the second, especially from what we got in this in these scenes.
0: I don't remember it well enough, but is there any
1: so nod he's...
0: given towards like really balancing how much we get of of him and of Toph in these later seasons? Like we still get these snippets and they're really entertaining characters, uh, but these kind of throwback—I want to call them throwback characters.
1: Oh so, no, I mean General Iroh the
0: second. Yeah, but. It's Dante Bosco, like it. Oh, I'm I, sorry. Yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, just the the throwback look and feel to the previous, but like, I mean, there's something to be said for not not leaning on those too hard. Like, I, I if I remember right, I would like to have seen more Toph, just because I like Toph and she's really funny as a cranky old lady uh, when she's beating up on Cora and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, just not kind of leaning on those d I don't It feels like throwback characters. Toph being literal yeah. and Dante Bosco in in a separate way, but I guess I get what you're saying. I still want more. Of them, but... I I do too. I'd still watch more Toph and more General Arrow second. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just trying to make a case. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. So and then he he pretty much kind of single handedly defeats a bunch of airships, and ends with a uh, with him taking off a moss statue. Just like who put that up there? Which I mean I guess they have the technology to to put up a statue. I mean if they have metal they know they don't have any benders.
0: I don't know how they got the statue up there. Put that up there, I'll take away your metal bending. (laughs) Yeah. Then he takes it away anyway, because he's a terrible boss.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um So then we go back to the core versus Mon fight course bending has been taken away um and then and then that's when the lieutenant comes in like I love this it was a great scene with the lieutenant um it's like I saw you everything that after I said was true You're, I saw your blood bending I believed in you I, I, I sacrificed everything Some something to the sense of that
0: I dedicated my life to you I think yeah is what dedicated it is. My, like it's yeah, really it's heavy I, I dedicated my life to you um which,
1: I wonder would I wonder would this be more interesting if they were like in a relationship together? Hey,
0: Maybe ship I'll be, them, I, why
1: not? Yeah. I think I've been. <laughs> really, I've been thinking lately, just in movies and stuff, about how better a movie would be if two characters were like romantically involved. Which usually I'm not. Usually, I don't. I don't do things. It is the opposite I don't, of how I, don't, I watch everything yeah. ever. <laughs> well, I blame Tenet um, <laughs> because I watched Tenet and I was like, all right, at the end of the movie, I don't want to run the movie in case anyone want to watch it but in the movie, I'm like, this movie would have been much better if these two characters was in a romantic relationship together like it would have added to the story It would have added to some sacrifice would added to would have added some layers um, and so I was just thinking like, oh well, like the tenant being like, I dedicated my life to you. Like, nah, you know, maybe I don't
0: want them to be together. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to have to vet it through Jamie, uh resident ship expert. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hearing you say that about tenant, the movie, uh, not lieutenant, the character <laughs> <Sounds bad. laughs> makes me not want to watch the movie tenant. Like, Oh, it's going to make me think deep stuff and have feelings. No, you won't you will not think deep stuff intended, Okay. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what it's about. I saw that it was like popular on Netflix and glanced at the cover. I was like, nah. I shouldn't be on Netflix. Is it on is it Amazon Prime? It's hanging out somewhere. Uh I don't know. it's somewhere for rental. Um, but you know, it could have just anyway. been on my on my NVIDIA shield when it recommends movies and then you have to click it yeah. to see where you can get it from. I bet that was it. But I hate people talk about it. Yeah, it's all right.
1: Um, it was way too loud of a movie, which brings me to one point about this episode. Before I forget, recently I feel like movies have the background music is way too loud. Like it's great music, but I feel like Legend of Korra in Avatar does a great, such a great job of sound mixing and and balancing the score and the dialogue, while wow, you get a full, good sense of both. Well, I feel like sometimes other movies, especially Tenet, all you're hearing is the background music, which makes the dialogue
0: inaudible, and you have to put on the the captions, which is... You're saying it's to the point where you can't hear people speak? Like, not just distractingly loud, but like... You can't understand what they're saying. Holy crap. <laughs> Was that on it's... purpose? I, I,
1: I hope not. Oh. Oh, my. Like, I had
0: to watch a movie with subtitles. That's embarrassing. is I've, Or at least, I've, gosh, it, I feel like it is. Yeah. No, yeah,
1: kind of. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: yeah, it's really not. Well, now I'm definitely not going to watch. I won't even watch good anime with subtitles, much less <laughs> a serious movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, anyway, so... Okay, that's right. So then... Um Amon pretty much says, like, you served me well. And I'm pretty sure he kills this guy, because why would he not kill him? Amon's in a killing mood right now. He has no reason to just...
0: Also, he needs to kill Lieutenant. Lieutenant knows he's a bender. And so, Lieutenant's definitely dead. I right? I won't say definitely, but I, I will say he meant to kill him. I, I can't... You know, he, he kind of flings him over like blood bends and flings him over into a stack of some things it's like a towering so, set of rods kind of I, to me he's
1: he's bending him and you see his body contort and then you see him relax and then thrown over to me that real last part was the mom being like all right i killed him relax throw him away
0: you <laughs> kill him <laughs> relax let's make a scene of this <laughs> savor it okay i I, he, I have no issue seeing that he is dead uh, I mean, I don't... Not, it wasn't understand. graphic enough. It's not like he snapped his neck on, on this yeah. sh- cartoon. No, they get very graphic later. They
1: get some very definitive deaths. Yes. Later. Um, <laughs> and, uh, okay. So then, Amon's like, all right, well, Tom, take away. Mako's bending. And Mako is, like, already trying to make his next plan. And he shocks Amon before he can, like, blood bend him. And which is a great scene, <laughs> and uh, he must have did this so subtly that Amon didn't pick up the movement, because afterwards, you know, he tries to escape with Korra. He's like has her in her hands and everything, and running away. And then Amon captures him, and Amon's is like, you know, you must be a very strong Bender. Like no one has gotten the better of me like this. It'll be almost a shame to take your bending away, almost a shame, which is. Really, uh, really
0: cool for for Marco to do something that not many other people can do. It is, but what done. is he supposed to do with that compliment? Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've really been working on my technique.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and he's about to take away mom's. Uh, he about to take Michael's bending away, and then Cora. One thing I love about the scene is that Cora. When when a mom's taking away is bending, you're thinking to yourself, Okay, do something. Something's gonna happen. she'll go into the after stay or she'll learn airbending and that'll protect her. And that didn't work. It was only when she saw, you know, her friend in 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 trouble that, that what that's what um, triggered her airbending. And I think that was a, a really good kind of emotional scene. Well, not an emotional scene, but a really good character scene. And then she's like, I can airbend. I can airbend. And she airbends at Amon, which is a really great scene. And then this is one, you know, we talk about, sometimes we talk about anger versus Korra fighting. This is one case that Korra defenders can use. Amon, who is a, the strongest bloodbender, probably the second strongest, third strongest person in the whole entire series. Um, probably fourth strongest. I think about probably fourth strongest person in the whole entire unit that we <laughs> know. Because there's there's the Avatar, the good the, there's the good Avatar, the Dark Avatar. Probably Yundun is probably the third strongest being we've ever seen. And then Amon. Um, and and uh, and so Amon is bloodbending her, and without the Avatar state, she breaks his blood bending to. Airbend him out the window. Hang against Yacone, who was probably a weaker bloodbender, had to use the Avatar State in order to break uh Yacone's bending. So chalk one up for core.
0: I don't know if it depends on if they're in a closed arena or not. I uh that's like the last episode of the podcast. i like, get really old and be like, all right, it's time to settle this. <laughs> I do uh I really like uh, and I kind of mentioned already, I really liked that I'd sort of forgotten um, that she didn't know how to airbend at the time, but then also sort of builds in the lore of how bloodbending works or how he was taking people's bending away essentially by kind of, I'm, is it fair to describe it as like blocking specific uh, yes. specific chakras? And so, yep. uh, you know, why why block that chakra? Because she didn't have it, right? When he's bloodbending. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't dealing. block
1: something that's not there. You can't lock a door when there's no
0: door there. Hanging a lock on a wall, basically, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it kind of builds into that lore, and I thought that was kind of neat, like, well-designed from the beginning, and I really liked that part. And then, most importantly, it was really satisfying to see him get blown out the window, literally. Mm, it, was. Was, yeah, it was. It very was very fun. I laughed a little bit.
1: And then he's, like, by the drown, and his, he, he instinctively water bends himself a, a funnel up, and everyone sees it. It was like, oh, the Avatar was right, and they turn on him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh crap, sounds crying. Um mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's not. Right. I don't know. Anyway, and uh and yeah, and that's um uh, kind of the end at, at that point. One thing I love about this whole interaction is that oftentimes in, in shows, uh sometimes the male character becomes the knight in shining armor and the woman becomes the the damsel in distress. I think Avatar, the whole universe, does a really great job at balancing that, like, yeah, this person saved this person, and this person saves this person. Like, they're all equal. Because in, in this scenario, uh, you know, there's a point where Mako's carrying Korra away and then he gets trapped and he's about to have his bunny taken away and then Korra saves him. Like, it's a, there's a lot of uh, give and take here.
0: It's not something, it doesn't flip it on its head to make a point. It just is very nice balance, very organically crafted. Feels right. Um, uh, Bolin and Asami earlier in that fight is a similar... uh, First, he saves her and then she saves him, kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, So there's some after... You know, that's the end of of the action, so to speak. But then we got this delightful aftermath, um, which is... Uh, Noah uh, Tarlock out in his speedboat goes and grabs Noah Talk. Is that uh, I don't know if he picks him up. I kind of forget how that happens. Okay, so before we had to call a timeout, we were talking about. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but uh, Tarlock and Noah Tok end up in a speedboat, sailing off into into what they think is safety. And Noah Talk putting on this grand speech about it. Like, man, I haven't been called Noah Talk in a long time. Back together. We're going to, we can do anything. And then, oh, yeah. Then, well, what, yeah. I, what I feel yeah. is um, the most shocking part of the whole episode is here. Personally, I think it is.
1: Oh, uh, it's Jaw Drop. Um, which is one character coming into um, full on remorseful. Remorsefulness. Uh, redemption's hard because to me, I wouldn't call it redemption because I think redemption happens over over time, takes time to do that. But uh, you can be remorseful pretty quickly. And you know, when he tells Cora the last, when Charlotte tells Cora the last time they see each other, like in this sad story, he he's truly remorseful at that point. He's like, "This is, you know, we we this was you know, wrong and everything that we have to, we have to, you have to stop them, and and like you know, these are two brothers who who have been pitted on this path through little fault of their own. I mean, they own some responsibility for it, but it's the path their father put them on. This hate, just begets hate, you know, begets hate, uh, and uh, and it's it's such a somber moment because Noatak, come on, it's like we're. we're Noah talk and and, and Tarlok back, yeah, just like the good old days. Or you know, that's not what he says, but he, he has a more like a half a family back. Like you're my last, you're the only thing I have left. Um, because he has he has no followers left or anything like that. And uh, and, and Tarlok is like it would be just like the good old days. And he reaches for a glove. And, uh, and electrocutes whatever. I don't, I don't know the science behind, uh, boats. No. <laughs> but I assume that's a very important, I mean, it's inside the boat, so you, if you electrocute the water in there, it'll electrocute Well, it's a,
0: the no, it's a gas tank. Oh, that's a gas tank? Yeah, he's just, he just unscrews the fuel tank. I'll, your microphone might have fallen off, Chris. Um, yeah, it's just a fuel tank. So he just unscrews it and zaps it and, uh. For some reason, that's much worse. I didn't know that was a fuel tank. No, uh, I don't. I don't know a lot about science either, so don't quote me on that. I just—that's my assumption. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and
1: and he uh, uh and he <laughs> he does,
0: and they blow up. Very dramatic moment there. Very, There's very no question moment. about that death whatsoever. I did not like <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> Very yeah.
1: clear. The interesting about that scene, I think, is that if you go in with this mindset, um, that so before Amon was able to to see Cora sense her, relocation, her pretty easily, right? Amon can sense every water ounce of water in your in your skin. And if he can feel his brother reaching for an electric glove, putting in the tank, he cries his tear right before and his look, his expression, I think it's kind of hard to read. Maybe he knows that his brother is about to kill them both. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how the heck this guy away on a Nickelodeon show, a murder-suicide. Like, how in the world is this show Y7? I,
0: uh, My theory, and, I, you know, I don't prefer one over the other, and we'll never know, and that's how these thing's supposed to be. I felt like no, uh, like Tarlock got away with what he was doing because they were in, what you know, in a large body of water traveling at a high speed. It's like, oh, maybe that fuzzes up his senses or something. It's hard for me to accept that somebody of Noah talks. Um, I don't know if confidence is the right word, but whatever that uh, hutzpa that he has. Yeah, would let himself uh, be killed like that. So I was trying to think of other ways that, like, he didn't sense it yeah. or pretended he didn't sense it or whatever. But um, either way, didn't matter. Same yeah. end result. He <laughs> yeah. does have a tear, and we don't really know if that's a happy tear or a sad tear.
1: It's funny because it's it's kind of reminiscent of, of which you've only seen probably one time. At The end of book three, Cora does this cry that is like there's so many emotions in this one cry. It's so good.
0: I mean that's its own kind of cry too, right? All the emotions. He's yeah. sad. He's happy because he's getting away. He's sad because he's lost. You know what he feels is kind of an empire to him, probably. So maybe it's yeah. everything, or maybe it's because he knows he's going to die and he's letting it happen. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah.
1: no. Uh, on the flip side of that, Cora—they're uh, back in the Southern Water Tribe. Katara tried to heal her, but nothing works, and and Cora just wants to be alone. You know, this is, uh, you know, she has she's she doesn't feel like the avatar anymore, right? The this, which is some great character work. This is such a great first season, is such a great all-in-one story. You know, she starts off this B.A. girl, um, the world in front of her, ready, right? pretty much hers to to take over, and and the one thing she, that makes her who she thinks she is, the avatar, all that's gone. She's like, I'm not the avatar anymore. But you know, just just being in elements isn't the one that makes the avatar. But to her, to her, her self image of herself, that's what it is. It's being in the elements. It's it's uh it's it's being you know ba being the best fighter, being all of that, and she's not that anymore.
0: If you consider like the 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 later teens or even the earlier teens or whatever uh, version of yourself too, it's like our self images were probably more narrow versions of the real <laughs> S, too. Like, that's just that's part of growing up.
1: Yeah. Um, and Mako tries to talk to her. Whatever, whatever. Uh, and then she goes off on the clip to be by herself. Which, I love this scene. There's just You just see I this see, from yeah. the waist down, yeah. and you see this air-beating wardrobe. Just like, Tenzin said I wanted to be alone. Or, no, she didn't say Tenzin. I think she said I told you I wanted to be alone. And he's like, but you called me here. And she's like, hey. mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, I guess she's been trying to reach Aang unsuccessfully. <laughs> uh, and uh, and has drops some, some wisdom, some knowledge. It's like, when we reach our lowest point, we're open to the greatest change, which is uh, some great writing, and then you see all the avatars come out, uh, which, oh, uh, this part was spoiled for me when I first watched it by Nickelodeon's Facebook page. Um, it's come like on, the Nick. day after this premiere, not the day, the day of it was like, did you catch the finale of season one of Korra? And it was like all the avatars in the, in the is that image of all the avatars? And I'm like, what the heck? Like, that's, that's a moment that you, 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 you savor. You know?
0: That's so funny. Like you see that in the spoiler. I could have seen that just like generic image of all the avatars. All right. I'll just move on with my life. Laugh. <laughs> uh, I have no
1: sense of perception. Uh, which I always love, just new images of Kyoshi. That's all. Just, just give me more Kyoshi. Like when I was watching this time, I was just like Kyoshi, my, my love, Kyoshi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's super tall. I didn't even pay attention.
1: Nah, I mean, Golden is really not super, super. She's as tall as Roke. Actually, Roku's taller than her.
0: No kidding. Uh, counting the bun yeah. or
1: not counting the bun? Uh, I believe not counting the bun. He's taller than her. Interesting. Okay.
0: Um. It's a. It is a really cool moment, and it's about as like big of a payoff as you could possibly imagine. Like she goes from her lowest point; she's not the avatar, to now she is a fully realized avatar. Like she's no longer yeah, even yeah. a half baked label. Like she came out She better. A big,
1: took a big step. Yeah, <laughs> master, master the. Not only did a day ago she was a half baked, you know, uh, really sixty percent avatar. Right, she had three of the five things that they make a person avatar: the four elements. And Mastery of the Avatar State. Now, she has four elements in Mastery of the Avatar State.
0: Yeah, she's in, like, new game plus mode here at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Which, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, you could have ended it right here and it's fine, but no. We gotta have the stupid, touchy moment with, with uh... I oh, I love, the I love it. I love it. More moments. Whatever. More more moments. The only thing you, that makes thing it good is, you, a, is the friendship tie earlier bringing out the the uh the avatar state or the airbending, it, to me in my mind that's like the only thing that really makes it appropriate or good here is that tie earlier that made that possible. Hmm. Otherwise, I could totally do it out of here and not miss uh, anything. But but I love her bring. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about the kiss. Yeah, just the whole moment. I, like I I would have been more oh, than no, happy no, no, just no, to sorry, see I've her heard. like bend yeah, whatever. I would have been just to see her like go crazy on the bending and then just cut it off right there and just be like, oh, season two is going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, that bending is great. I didn't even mention the bending. Yeah,
1: no, the dun, Which is the Avatar theme. Dun, dun, dun. dun, 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 And then all the bending you come across. Oh, that was gracing. And then this is probably my favorite Makaro. I think that's what they call that ship. Koramako moment. Uh, but I could also do without it, but still a, a decent moment.
0: Um. <laughs> um yeah, I could have just... I just picked, like, if you'd cut it off, like, when she just went crazy bending, uh, it would have been, like, Inception or whatever. It's like, oh, just how much bending can she bend? I've been yeah, so excited. Yeah. And then just cut it off right there. But yeah, you get the, the Mako kiss and the I love you at the end. You know, you know what love is, you damn kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then... That is the end of the the finale. I think it ends on the on the Mako moment, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
1: nope. Uh, she she restores Lin's bending. That was that's the part I really really loved. I was talking about. She restores Lin's bending.
0: Oh, that's and, right. uh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: And I feel like that's great character development between those two because you know when it starts off, Lynn is far more antagonistic, um, <laughs> and now you know she's like, "Thank you." Which when we get into season two, th- this is why. Uh, I hate certain things about season two. Uh, really, the the regression of character relationships. And this is kind of one of them. Um, Galen went a long way in this season.
0: And then uh, steps steps back. I don't, I don't remember it well enough. I just yeah. remember being grumpy and disjointed, maybe from the group.
1: Yeah, uh, and then Tenzin, you know, calls her uh, avatar Korra, which is a uh, Kind of just cements her status as uh, the avatar. As being a fully realized avatar.
0: And uh, and someday, I'm very excited to see where this finale ranks against the other finales. Yeah. Very stoked. That is my attempt at a segue to the ratings you ready? All right, ratings. Uh, real quick.
1: Ratings. <laughs> it keeps crying. It's, such, it's so annoying. That's okay. Kids can be annoying. It's um, part of being a kid. Let me just say this. All tens. There you go. All, all tens. All tens. I love the, the audio visual. The the animation was so good, especially with General Iroh II, with the bending at the end there. Really great stuff. The music was so good. Like I said, a great balance between... You're in the dialogue and the music, Jeremy Zuckerman knocks it out of the park um story, really good stuff. Like holy crap, Amon and Tarlock, and in their story. Um, a lot a lot of really good stuff. And then uh memorable, this is a really memorable episode. I mean talk about the avatars coming back, seeing them all image. That's a that's one of my favorite images in uh in all of the avatars, seeing all the avatars there
0: on uh I can I can wrap this up and, and you can go take care of your son if you need. just for your knowledge, I did 10 9.5 9.5 and the only reason I docked it at all was because the uh, so much of the mystery, so much of the buildup was given away in the previous episode. like this really was like an 11 season long mystery almost and then that's given away in the previous episode. but 9.5 hey, that's no slouch. If you need to go take care of your son, I will uh, send us out of this one. Yeah, he's fine for now. Okay. Alright, you can keep going. <laughs> no, that's that's really all there is to it. The audiovisuals, this might be the most audiovisually interesting single episode. Uh, so not like a four part finale of, of Avatar the Last Airbender. It might be the most audiovisually interesting episode that we have seen mm. on its on its yeah. own merit. And then Story and Memorable, it really is great and it's it's very powerful and a lot of really heavy stuff happens, maybe uh, maybe some of the heavier stuff. But again, the, it's it feels like the payoff for the whole season was really trying to figure out who Aman was and his motives and things, and that's all last episode. And we, I think they premiered together, but they're not a two-part episode, and I don't think they should I'm be a two-part sure. episode. Really, um, do you remember? Do they premiere together? I I, I do not remember. I think they did at least according and I don't remember personally, but I feel like when I looked at it on the on the wiki. Um, but it felt that, that felt like the end of the, of the mystery to me. And this was, you, I just didn't have that one little bit of edge that was already given away. That's all, Um, uh, you know, 9.7, that's no slouch. And that brought us up to a 9.8, which I can tell you now going to rank pretty high <laughs> yeah. in the overall avatar episode rankings. This one was a great one. So heavy. That was so heavy. Um, I didn't have a place to talk about this. So I'm going to say it now, just there's no other spot for it. I was thinking about Bo Lin and how he is such a good bender. And I thought, well, that's because he's like a pro athlete of bending in real life. Like his 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 professional yeah. athleticism <laughs> paid off in reality. And I was trying to equate that to like like something realistic in our world. Like what's a professional athlete skill that would then translate extremely well somewhere else and all i could think of was uh i probably watched this like right after week 16 titans game and all i could think of was like having derrick henry in front of you in a crowd like (laughs) like if you had derrick henry with you on black friday or something and then the cashier was like (laughs) the cashier is like seems a shame to take your merchandise away you're such a powerful runner (laughs) and i kept thinking up derrick henry scenarios but no i was Mad respect for Mako. There, no other place to talk about that. Really, really great episode for Asami, for Korra, uh, for Mako. Bolin doesn't get a ton of love in there. Uh, that's okay. He'll come around. He's he's got a lot of action in season two, doesn't he? In a very literal yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait. Yeah. I don't. I'm really excited for just season two. I know we've discussed, and I vaguely remember the the sort of skeleton of what happens but generally excited to get into it and probably nitpick at I it hate, a little but bit. there's a lot of stuff that I love yeah probably nitpick at it a little bit stuff. but no differently than we nitpick at literally everything else in the series so i think that's all for now uh before we jump into season 2 though we are going to do one more uh, i'm going to say spin-off episode at least before we jump into season 2 and we might even come back and do some rankings videos um, so we're not going to jump right in, but we will get there eventually. In the meantime, my name's Sean. That guy down there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And we also have Last underscore Podcasters Twitter and Instagram pages and a Facebook page called Avatar the Last Podcasters. Come check us out there. Now that the holidays are over, we will try really hard to pay some attention to those <laughs> whatsoever. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.